Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When your child eats yogurt or gnaws on a lamb chop, do they know where it's come from? Would you be confident that they understand how that food has come to be on their plate? Simone Kane is a woman who grew up on a farm and started to feel that kids just didn't know what the journey from farm to plate looked like. With her business partner, Ben Hood, she helped create George the Farmer, a very passionate farmer who likes to teach kids all about how food comes to be. Simone joins us on the line. Hi, Simone. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, so I just mentioned that you grew up on a farm, but when did you realise that educating kids about where their food comes from was something you wanted to do? It really wasn't until I um, came up with the idea for George the Farmer that that disconnection of where food comes from for children became apparent. Um, So, as you said, I grew up on a farm and I'm also married to a farmer. And when my eldest son, George, was two and a half, I was trying to find something for him that was um, inspirational um, about farming because he was absolutely obsessed with the farm. Any opportunity that he had to go out on the farm with my husband, Justin, he would jump at or even just um, look through books or magazines about um, machinery that works out on the farm like a tractor or a truck or a harvester Um, so I was actually pregnant with twins at the time and I was trying to find something for him to help keep him entertained when (laughs) When the the twins twins. came because I was really quite (laughs) daunted about how I was going to manage everything. Fair enough. I I actually um, you know I didn't manage that well when George was born I suffered from postnatal depression and so it really was quite daunting thinking about oh my god how am I going to cope now when I have two coming along so I was trying to find something that would help keep him entertained and that you know he could really fall in love with when um, I was busy with his soon-to-be brothers that were arriving and um, so I was actively looking out for educate well not so much educational but just inspirational apps and books for him but on farming and particularly a farming character because I, yeah, I just wanted him to fall in love with something and be really passionate about about something that he enjoyed. Um, and it became apparent that I just couldn't find anything. And um, my business partner, Ben, and I also have a creative agency. So we do branding and website development and things like that. And um, it just it dawned on me that there was this opportunity for us to create a character that could inspire lots of little farm kids in particular around the country uh, with this character um, that was based on a farm and, and talking about what actually happened on farms every day. And not only was there not a character in Australia, there also isn't one uh, globally. So I had a chat with Ben and we decided to um, put our skills uh, to the test and create this character that was called George the Farmer, named after my son George. Um, and it wasn't long after we developed the branding and everything for the character and I started writing the first book that, um, I came across some pretty staggering statistics about what kids don't know about where food comes from and that's where the educational side came into it and so I said to Ben you know I think not only do we need to make this character really inspirational he needs to be educational as well. Which is really interesting because I have heard a lot about different books being written so that kids can see their lives reflected back to them but it does have that dual um, 
it has that dual purpose in a way that it can both reflect to children and educate others who have no concept of what goes on. That's right. And, um, you know, with farms getting bigger, there's less um, people out working on actual farming properties now. And with that, it means that there's less people talking about where food comes from. And if, as, um, you know, as parents, we're not saying to kids when we're dishing up their dinner at dinner time, you know, this is um, potato or this is carrots and, it, and it's grown from the farm or when, um, you know, they're having a glass of milk, this comes from a cow. It doesn't come from the supermarket. They don't, they don't know and it's not the children's fault and it's, it's, not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily anyone's fault. It's just something that as, um, you know, within our society, we've just stopped talking about where food comes from, yet it's the most vital ingredient um, to our lives. It's how we sustain, how our lives are sustained. So it is really important that we talk about food, where it comes from, um, and also with that, that helps support people in agriculture because um, that better connection with children and with, with consumers who are purchasing the food, um, any understanding about the effort that goes into producing the healthy, clean green, f- green food that we all love to enjoy and that we must enjoy in, stra- in Australia is really important. So you just mentioned earlier the statistics that you found that were pretty surprising for you. Do you mm-hmm. still remember what they were in terms yeah, of what I do, kids actually. know? Yeah, it's pretty staggering. Um, so in Australia, it was it was a survey with Year Six Australian uh, students, and it was that forty five percent of Year Six students didn't identify the everyday lunchbox items such as um, like a banana, a piece of cheese or a piece of bread originated from a farm. Um, 75% thought that cotton came from an animal. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, and almost one-third thought yogurt came from a plant. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, definitely there's a gap in the market for education there. You, you mentioned that you were writing books, but you were also looking at apps. Um, coming from a, a media company yourself, did you always envision that George would be kind of a multi-platform character? Not really. We, first of all, um, we were really interested in getting into app development. Um, and so that was sort of in 2012 and it was when it was still relatively new. Um, and so we thought, okay, well, instead of just um, producing a picture book and self-publishing it ourselves or trying to get a publisher on board, we'll launch as an interactive story app um, and that was a way for us to get into that market. And that's all we really ever thought that it would be. It would just tick along in the background and we'd still be doing our media stuff um, as our main um, you know, business. Um, but it quickly grew from that. We, so we released uh, both of our first two stories on the Interactive Story app, which is on, available on iTunes. And, um, and then we started getting requests for physical picture books, which really surprised us because we thought we were being cutting edge, you know, buying this <laughs> digital product. <laughs> and people still wanted a physical product, which was which is really nice that, you know, people still want to actually get that physical product and read it with their kids. So we um, self-published our books. We're up to number um, seven. Um, I've just written the seventh uh, book as, as we speak now. Um, so that'll be released later this year. And, um, and then it sort of ranged into toys and my business partner's also a musician. And so uh, Ben and I write music together and then he um, composes it and, and then it turned into this stage show. So we have a big George <laughs> and we tour around Australia. And I 
didn't have a drama bone in my body. Um, and now I get up and sing and dance with George and <laughs> <laughs> all across the place. Like we did the Sydney Royal Easter show for um, two years running, seeing, you know, 400,000 people um, in the food farm over the two-week period each year. And, and we've done the MCG um, for the AFL Country Round and lots of big but, you know, small regional events as well. And now we've... Um, we also do paddock to plate videos, which are available on YouTube um, for free, and also on ABC iView and ABC. They've just uh, just signed a deal with them, so they've started to roll out um, a couple of weeks ago, which is really exciting. That's huge! All yeah. from all from little George wanting to wanting to occupy little George while your twins ran right through the house. Um, actually, that's not true because. <laughs> Your twins were staying still and George was running right through the house. Yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> get it right. Um, so what kinds of things does George teach kids? Like what are you – can you give us some example of the stories you're telling in these books? Yeah, so – well, they're all based on real-life um, stories either – from when my husband um, comes home at night time and tells me something that's happened on the farm, some sort of problem, I sort of write that in my, um, you know, diary of ideas. Something always goes, you know, wrong on the farm quite regularly. Um, so the first story is about planting a wheat crop and running out of seed as he was planting um, the crop and it was right along the main road. So once the crop germinates, you would see that there was a sort of bare patch in the paddock and he was quite embarrassed thinking, oh, God, you know, all my neighbours are going to be able to see when they drive past that I stuffed up when I was uh, seeding. So that's sort of the first story. And then he, uh, George is married to Dr. Ruby and she's an agronomist. Oh, I like the doctor for yes, Dr. Yep. Ruby. Very nice. Yep. So she, in this story, she has to step in because George goes off to football practice and um, and so Ruby steps in and works out that there's a problem and she um, finishes seeding the crop. Um, the second story was about shearing a sheep, and we have um, gun New Zealand shearers Kevin Susan uh, in the story, and they're teaching um, Ruby and George's children, Jack and Lucy, who are twins, um, how to shear a sheep. I'm glad you're including the family. Like the, yeah. the other boys might have been a bit upset. Yeah, not to be yeah. part of the series. Well, their names aren't involved, but you know we do have that twin connection in there. Um, and then the third story uh, is. Ruby and the Dairy Dilemma, and so that's Ruby trying to work out a bit of a pasture problem that's happening at um, local dairy farm at Alex's farm, which is also a, robo- a robotic dairy, um, because Polly the cow has a bit of a pooey problem, and so um, it's related back to growing the pasture, the grass, so they're trying to work out what that problem is. And the fourth story is um, Beehive Breakout, and that's the kids it actually focuses more on the kids, Lucy and Jack, and they're um, trying to save money to buy new bikes on the farm. And so they've got beekeeper uh, Susan who um, is teaching them all about how honeys produce... Um, uh, sorry, how bees produce honey, and they're trying to market the honey themselves to sell at the local farmer's market, but they learn through Susan that um, bees, basically, in other words... Um, vomit the honey out, vomit mm. the nectar out, and that becomes honey. <laughs> and so they call the honey that they're marketing um, bee vomit honey, and it doesn't really doesn't really sell, surprisingly. Um, so George has to step in and help them with that. And, um, yeah, we've got the next story, which was Harvest Hiccup, about um, harvesting broad beans and the importance of 
pulse crops uh, for the land and there's a fire and Reby steps in and has to help fight the fire. And the one that I've just finished is uh, Drone Drama and it's about uh, George trying to um, muster a mob of sheep in um, to go to market uh, with his drone and um, Ruby notices that an eagle is circling a, um, a something on the ground and asks George to go in and have a look with the drone and as it goes in, um, the eagle thinks that it's prey and comes down and takes the drone away. And so, um, yeah, it's up to George and Ruby to try and um, go and locate where the drones ended up over the farm. Wow, goodness me. I had yeah. no idea all those things could happen on a farm, so it sounds <laughs> like something... Sounds so like much excitement on a farm. Yeah, lots that parents can learn as well. Simone, thank you so much for talking with us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's Simone Kane. She's a co-creator of George the Farmer and we'll put links in the notes of this episode if you'd like to find out more about George and maybe watch some of those YouTube videos. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.